sifter.com.au. Hi, I'm Fiona Bartholomew. And I'm Gianni DiGiovanni, in for Carl Paletto. Welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in video games. This week, we find out who backed out of Embrace's failed $2 billion deal. Baldur's Gate breaks records with its release, and Xbox introduces more enforcements to combat toxic players. Here is the news for Sunday, 20th of August. Let's go. Join the Sifter community on Discord at sifter.com.au forward slash discord. Early this year, game company Megacorp Embracer Group saw their stock price plummet after a mysterious $2 billion deal collapsed. Well, this week, some clever digging by Steven Totillo at Axios revealed that the partner wasn't a gaming giant like Microsoft or Sony, but rather the Savvy Games Group backed by the contentious Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. According to Totillo, the deal had been negotiated for seven months, but Savvy, who were aiming to make Saudi Arabia a gaming hub, withdrew unexpectedly. Both companies remain tight-lipped about the reasons for the failed partnership, and Embracer now faces an uncertain future, with studio shutdowns, game cancellations, and restructuring on the horizon. It's unlikely this will be the last we'll hear about this mysterious deal, so stay tuned to walk through for all the latest. RPG game Baldur's Gate 3 has been breaking all the records since its release on PC, storming to the top of the all-time Steam charts with over 850,000 concurrent players on the platform and topping both Metacritic and OpenCritic's lists for highest-reviewed game of the year. It also broke a bunch of save files for players. Whoops. Earlier this week, Belgium developer Larian Studios pushed out a hotfix number four for the game, aiming to patch out multiple bugs, but unfortunately... It led to multiple people experiencing constant shader compilation crashes. Within a few hours, Larian had reversed the hotfix, temporarily locking players out of any save files they'd made during that hotfix period. The issue has been fixed now, with players able to reaccess their save files. Larian also issued a statement that any future patches, no matter how small, will go through a full rigorous QA testing process. Larian has also promised that all revised hotfixes and patches will make it to the PS5 edition of the game, due out on September 5. That's very good news for Sifter's own Adam Christou, who couldn't kiss his vampire boyfriend in Baldur's Gate 3 for several hours while locked out of his save file. A new Xbox feature in a bid to stop the trolls, online abuse and toxic players has been launched and it's an 8-strike-and-you're-out system. Announced in a blog post, the new system works in tandem with current enforcements and will see a player receive a strike based on the severity of their actions. It works a bit like a tier system where if a player receives two strikes, they'll be suspended from the platform for one day, whereas a player that receives four strikes will be suspended for seven days. Once a player reaches eight strikes, they'll be kicked off Xbox's social features, including messaging, party chat, and multiplayer, although only for one year. But the strikes do remain on a player's record for six months. This comes not long after the company introduced a new voice reporting feature, which allows users to record and submit voice chat clips that go against the community standards. We haven't heard many details about how effective the voice reporting tool has been since its launch, but Xbox is confident that players won't get that far with the eight strikes, saying that players typically stop inappropriate behavior after one enforcement. After the very glitchy and bug-riddled release of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Nintendo and Game Freak are finally sitting down and discussing what happened. Over the last few years, Pokemon titles have been pumped out at a rapid rate, with 2022 alone getting Pokemon Legends Arceus 
and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And while it's never been officially confirmed, it's believed that it was Game Freak's busy release schedule that contributed to this. In a recent interview with comicbook.com, the chief operating officer of the Pokemon com- company, Takato Utsuno Maya, hinted that a constant release schedule needs to be changed to continue to deliver great titles without sacrificing the quality. He explained that up till now, that was the path the company had taken, having a constant release schedule, but recently there'd been more conversations as the development environments change. It will be great to see the company take more time with their games rather than pushing out very buggy products. In saying that though, it might be a while before they slow down, especially as we're about to get two new Pokemon DLCs. The next installment of Assassin's Creed has done the unexpected. It's diving off a clock tower into your hands sooner rather than later. That's right, not delayed, brought forward. Ubisoft has shaken its recent pattern of postponing game releases, announcing that Assassin's Creed Mirage will now debut a week ahead of schedule. Despite the series becoming the poster child for oversaturation, Mirage has managed to grow some serious hype and anticipation, promising a return to form and refocusing on the stealth that made the franchise so popular all those years ago. And now, we only have to wait until October 5th to find out if there's any truth to that. That's it for the big headlines. Here's what's coming out over the next week. Do you like to vroom vroom? Are you a beep beepy kind of person? Well, beloved motorcycle racing sim Ride 5 from developers Milestone is out this Monday, August 21st. Lusty bikers, get ready to burn some rubber on PS5, PC, and Xbox Series S and X. EA's brand new magical first-person shooter Immortals of Avium releases this week. It's a single-player adventure that puts you in the boots of a battle mage. Prepare to sling spells and cast some magic at the bad dudes because it's out on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox on Tuesday. Blasphemous 2, the long-awaited sequel to the cult-hit 2019 Metroidvania game, is out this week. It's already sitting at a strong 83 on Open Critic, with early reviews raving about its boss fights and gothic setting. It comes to PlayStation, Xbox Series S and X, PC, and Switch on August 24th. And time for a really big one, mech fans. It's finally here. Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, the latest game in FromSoft's long-running mech piloting franchise, arrives on Friday 25th of August. Get ready to customize your mech and zip about in epic, fast-paced battles on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Articles to read, videos to watch, and podcasts to listen to. Sifter.com.au this has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Gianni DiGiovanni. And my name is Fiona Bartholomew. Thank you so much for listening. If you're looking for something to listen to now you've reached the end of Walkthrough, why don't you check out our brand new review show, Drop Rate. It's hosted by Chris Button and features some of the best games writers sharing their thoughts and feelings on the new releases. You can search for Sifter Drop Rate in your podcast player now. Just look for that green icon. Sifter is produced by myself, Kyle Paletto. Adam Christou and Daniel Ang. Mitch Lowe is senior producer who also edited this episode and Gianni DiGiovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune. Thanks to Audio Technica Australia for their support of Sifter's podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday. Hi, Chris Button here from Drop Rate, Sifter's video game review podcast. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is finally here, continuing the ambitious reimagining of a beloved classic. It's very, very funny. 
I guess like that's that's part of the silliness, you know, like you have this these really big world ending stakes, you know, Sephiroth is a really terrifying villain, you know, the world's ending. And I think to have a game that is still fun and pleasant to play, I think maybe the tone is kind of it's important to strike both tones because you need that levity so that it's not constantly depressing, you know. And I think so having the characters have that humor and like having the mini games and having it be a little bit lighter hearted, I think does give you that hope. Does it uphold the legacy of the famous original or burn Midgar to ashes to forge its own path? Find out on Drop Rate, available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts.